Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the What Could Have Been podcast. We are now on chapter eight. Is that right, Jeff? I think so, yeah. Uh, yep, yeah. chapter eight. That is cool. That's what comes after seven. Wow. <laughs> that checks out. Well, I'm Macklin, and I'm here with Danny. That was terrible. I'm Danny. It's quite... <laughs> that, that is Danny. This is Matt. Not to get confused. So, you know, two yeah. beautiful voices. I'm Matt, and he's Danny. No, I'm, I'm And he's Danny, and I'm Matt. And we've got Macklin. I'm Macklin. <laughs> and Macklin, coming up behind. Macklin's is coming up. He's coming up. And Macklin, oh, he's going over there. Oh, Macklin. <laughs> he's won and he's in the lead. <laughs> he's going over the strat. He's there. Yay, I came first. Okay, and that means I get to do the first topic. Am I right or am I right? Uh, that is that is how that works, yes. I think you are first, yeah. The gold medal. Nice. Well. Take the reins. Last episode, for those who listened, they're uh, very aware that we wanted to kind of dial things back. You know, I brought about... Did I bring about unicorns last episode? I, I can't keep track anymore. We're just so damn busy. No, that was episode six. Yeah, that was episode six. I can't remember chapter seven at the moment. I, I apologize. <laughs> but we uh, we wanted to make the world not so screwed up and explosive and, you know, turbulent. Having said that, I'm going to just, you know, <laughs> like a game of Jenga, just pull out the wrong block and make everything come down and I'm going to do that all over again. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the only reason why I play Jenga. I don't play to win. I just play to smash everything up. To destroy! I think you've just kicked over the whole tower, Macklin. Yeah, I literally just walk through it, my shin first, and then that's it. Like, <laughs> gone. So, what could have been if there were no spiders? <laughs> yeah, simple question with... Very, very bad consequences and implications. Just remove a whole class. Ooh. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just remove all those little eight-legged freaks. Yeah, man. Like they fill many a niche, um, and <laughs> you've just left them open. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> now a free yeah. market and all the gaps in the ecosystem. Anybody uh, go once, going twice? Free real estate. Yeah. Sold. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. Saying that, um, while it might be possibly one of the most destructive things you've thought of so far, Macklin. <laughs> Surprisingly. Um, the other day I was, yeah, I was sitting chilling in my living room, and then out of the blue, a spider had managed to secretly dangle itself in front of me and my housemate Robbie, right in the middle of the living room, and both of us screamed like little girls. Of course. It was terrifying. <laughs> It was, I mean, as much as much as I hate them, because they are scary and sneak up on you. Nah, they're beautiful little... I wish I could share your passion for them. Do you actually hate them, Matt? Um, well, I've never spoken to one, so I don't think I can say I hate them. No. But... <laughs> I have a few friends out of tarantulas. <laughs> but, no, I'm not, their, I'm not their number one fan. They do look a bit creepy. Um, unfortunately so. They are also pretty diverse, like ridiculously so. Um, well, none anymore, actually. Sorry, they're, they're now dead. We don't have any of them. Well, when I asked the question, I was not thinking of their diversity whatsoever. I was just thinking, what do people not like? Let's just remove it out of the equation. And here we are. <laughs> what would actually happen if spiders were taken out and just not part of the whole ecosystem? Well, that's a funny one. Because they do a lot for crop production. They do a lot for Ooh. our food. You silly people who didn't know what crops were. I'm sure there were not that many of you. You got to grow food? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I just you like hot grow? dogs, bro. I just have processed food. That's how I roll. I usually just buy mine. Yeah, just yeah. I just go to <laughs> supermarkets where food grows, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Definitely. That's how it works. The frozen section. Now, going back to the little weird, beautiful guys. <laughs> yeah, they are weird, beautiful, weird, long-legged, eight-eyed guys. I guess they have more eyes than that. Do they have eight of everything? 
Do they have like eight hearts, eight eyes? No, eight I actually eyes? don't know that. That would be that would be a bit more. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. No, they're not God, Matthew. What what have they got to do with crops, Macklin? They help crops in terms of eating insects. There's this one guy. He goes by the name of Norman Platnik. What a cool name. Ooh, Platnik. Sounds like he should be a space shuttle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Northern Platnik, Platnik 2.0. <laughs> yeah. But he uh, he kind of says that if we didn't have any spiders, humanity would face famine. And it is because of the amount of insects they eat per year. Totally agree. Which is mm. 2,000. They eat 2,000 insects a year, like per spider. I don't know how they got this stat. Oh, there's many a spider. I'm sure some of those spiders eat less and some of those spiders eat more. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You are totally right, though, in what you said. Like, they eat a lot of insects. They not only do that in, like, crops. They do that all over the place. So I think a lot of habitats would be changed, as well as crops, because there'd be a lot less vegetation as a whole if we didn't have spiders. Mm. Because it would just be overrun with certain insects that they keep in check. Yeah. And then yeah. that will just have massive knock-on effects because the biodiversity wouldn't be, um, wouldn't be balanced. But would, would something fill the spider's place? That's a good question. I reckon beetles or something might go... Well, ants are really diverse as well. Birds? Birds are pretty peckish, aren't they? Well, birds. They, but then there'd be too many birds as well, and then they, they'd kill too many of the bigger bugs. Like, it's just a knock-on effect if you completely remove one species, let alone an entire class. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I guess this question... I mean, I haven't really looked too much into it, but, like, if spiders are never involved, then something... Like, okay, so if we never had spiders... There probably mm. would have been something that we know, like a, a beetle or ants, like Danny just mentioned, that would have filled the void. Filled the niche inside. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Equally, though, it could be these pests that you're talking about. So th- it could just have been a diversification of the very bugs that you're trying to get other spiders to get rid of. So the flies might diversify and then just completely change the landscape. <laughs> and then humans would never have been the dominant apex predator. And that's the end of the topic. Well done. We're all done. That was a good, good answer. All because of spiders. <laughs> well, little, yeah, put a little bow on that one. Well done. Easy peasy. That was a straight A to B, wasn't it? Easy. Yeah, straight <laughs> A to B. Perfect. Do you know which of the spider species are the ones that fill the trees? Like, I think it's in Australia where they fill the trees with cobwebs. I don't know if you've seen pictures or uh, videos of it. I'm, I'm aware of that, but I, don't, I didn't come across that in my travels. While it will completely destroy the world, I will, I'll play devil's advocate and <laughs> be the pro spider eradication. Mm-hmm. I feel I'll take that corner. You're a monster. It's good that you're taking that. You're taking that position. Thank you. I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> but yeah, I would like to see a world where there was not all that, all those cobwebs. There's just the anxiety that would give me if I opened my door one day and the whole yeah. street was covered in spiderwebs. <laughs> that is, is not this... a world I want to be a part of. So wait, so this is a world without spiders, but then there's still spiderwebs like covering the streets. Is this what you want to? <laughs> <laughs> like what's creating the spider webs <laughs> the beetles have just developed the ability to make webs out of their bungholes it'd be a very very deep conspiracy well now the spiders have gone we're just going to turn into spiders instead <laughs> wait we need those guys <laughs> we need... <laughs> basically what would the world be like if we could just spin spider web and then like there was no spiders around um rather than no spiders how about loads of spiders <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we just put more spiders on top of the spiders, mate? Fucking keep hold of them. <laughs> get over the fucking get rid of them. <laughs> Kill spiders with spiders. I'll have, a, I'll have a made of spiders with a side of spice pleading. But there's no Jeez. spiders, mate. What the hell's a spider? I oh, know, mate. Fresh out, pal. We're fucking not done. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> a lot of them. Uh, 
I mean, okay, a world where everything's covered in spider web is pretty pretty interesting, and it sounds like the world of Stranger Things and the Upside Down. Mm-hmm. You're um, chewing and throwing here, mate. You got to pick a side. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Mate, what's your, well, speaking of spiders, before we get rid of them, have you got a favorite spider? I would say the Black Widow, just some pure aesthetics. Ooh. Looks like a badass. Oh, there's so many better ones though. Do you like the idea of your wife eating you? But that's not just the Black Widow. That's loads of spiders. <laughs> They love killing their husbands. That's that's just, that's loads of animals anyway. Yeah, the the prey mantis, you name it. Yeah, I don't know many more off the top of my head. Yeah, but no, my my one maybe the tarantulas that have the flare of color. Oh yeah, I forgot what they call like the ruby toed tarantula or something like that. They have like nice colorful hair on the end of their oh, yeah. on their knees and on the ends of their feet. Is it like fluorescent? They're quite nice. No, it's just quite brightly coloured. It's oh, like nice. quite bright blue or pink, can't or orange. They're, um, they're pretty wacky. I like yeah. trapdoor spiders or like hidden trap spiders as oh, a whole. Because absolutely fuck off. F- but the nah, thing is, now nah, listen, listen. But the thing is, that what I like about them is the fact there's not just one method of doing it. Like there's not just one that's found a oh. hole and re- resulted in um, hunting that way. There's loads that have found like different ways. You're talking of doing about funnel webs as well. Funnel webs and trapdoors, uh, well, or just exclusively trapdoors? No, not exclusively trapdoors, there's just a few different ways of trapping spiders. In this sense, I was thinking of different traps. So there's one where there'll be a hole, but there could just be a hole with the spider in it, and they'll, they'll yeah. wait for something to t- go over it, and then jump out and grab it. There's also another one where it's a hole, and there's like a false floor. The trapdoor spider waits underneath it, so it waits for an insect to crawl into the hole, thinking it's just a little hole and then the spider jumps out and gets it. Oh, mate, it's horrible. Yeah. It's in the form where it like, creates a tube, waits in the tube. Did you see the video that kind of circulated, well, it circulated Reddit for a bit and maybe the internet, but there was, it's like the chunkiest trapdoor spider ever. They're all quite girthy. Yeah, every single limb is just dense. <laughs> it's just, exactly, they all look like, that's just trapdoor spiders. They kind of look like a fist. If, if you kind of imagine like a fist. <laughs> They're fat, aren't they? Yeah, they're terrifying. They're terrifying. Yeah, I saw quite a lot of uh, funnel webs in in Thailand when I went traveling. Yeah, I saw quite a lot of funnel webs. Kind of interesting. Kind of scary because oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Do you know what the... crab spiders are? I've heard of them. Oh, they're oh, big, oh. big boys, right? Crab spiders, the, the ones that look like, like orchids, like little flowers. Wow. Oh, um, the little babbies. I was, sorry, I was thinking of a coconut crab. That's what. I thought you were thinking of the Japanese spider crab. No, I was thinking of... Uh, or the coconut crab. The coconut crab's brutal as well. E- either way, we're, we're getting way off topic. <laughs> These don't exist. Yeah, I was about to say, newsflash, they're dead. <laughs> never had them, never will. <laughs> but speaking of that, did we actually have them? Have they all of a sudden disappeared? Or Well, we're faced with two realities here. One where we never had spiders and one where humanity just thought or any other species were like, I want to kill all these spiders. <laughs> They're no good. Yeah, yeah. I think that's two different yeah. timelines, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. If we never even evolved with them, I feel like it would just be a completely different ecological timeline, zoological timeline. The ecosystems and the entire setup would be completely different. But yeah. if they all disappeared right now, it would just be chaos. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It really would. Have you guys heard of that Netflix series? That's, I think it's pretty much just come out. It's called Alien Worlds, I think. Have you, have oh, Ross sent me a message yesterday being like, you need to watch this yeah. <laughs> out of the blues. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of discussing. So obviously we haven't found life in the universe or anything like that. You would have heard about that for sure. Um, or have we? Ooh. Never know. You never know. This series tries to tackle like certain planets that I think we're aware of that could definitely have habitable life. And um, just to show how the diversification of these different landscapes, environments would you know, how animals 
and different alien species would interact how, with the environment so how, how they yeah how you think they and how they would evolve oh i'll have to give that a watch yeah sick but like mm. so imagine a world oh, are you trying to tell us that someone's out hypothetical with us yeah it's speculative zoology isn't it yeah Ooh, i like that speculative zoology it's, it's kind of it's kind of the what could have been podcast but made by netflix we should copyright them guys we should actually like hit netflix's head office copyright them or get a collaboration going okay <laughs> that's civil yeah. i like that matt actually probably better i think they're, I think they're ahead of the game <laughs> you never know i don't think we provide that much to them <laughs> they provide a lot to us but i don't think we provide that much to them <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty much a one-way street don't undersell yourself danny we need this contract know your worth baby <laughs> know your worth queen all right jesus christ with that it poses a question like okay we're kind of certain that there's going to be alien life maybe very possibly and i'm sure that in this series i haven't properly watched any of it <laughs> but obviously i've seen the trailer but like there would be a, a kind of wildlife that would be resemble a spider so if we've never had them in our environment no that's what i'm saying it'd fill their niche it'd, if there'd be um, another animal that mm-hmm. does the same job yeah but in a completely different way yeah. Damn. Do you reckon we would have evolved to eat flies and bugs? Uh, nah, I doubt it. We will. I know a, a lot of chimps or a lot of apes and things are. Oh no, I think it is monkeys more than anything. Either way, that sort of family, a lot of them eat termites and ants, they're like insects. Oh, with a stick and a, stuff, yeah. They're quite abundant. Yeah, yeah, there's quite a lot of them. So we could have went down that route if you're thinking about it that way, because there might have been an abundance of um, swarming animals or general things that spiders eat as a whole general things yeah but it would have been a greater food supply or food source for us or any hominin based thing could you imagine primary school like we'd have skittish homo apes running around as little kids obviously and then they see a fly and they're like "Ooh, food let's go for it let's get it oh like i, yeah. I could imagine that happening I mean, imagine sure. that if we ate flies they'd be flying food everywhere yeah they'd solve a lot of hunger issues You'd have teachers shouting out saying, don't overeat, you've just had lunch. If there was mosquitoes, that'd be brilliant. You could eat all of them. He's... I was thinking uh, yeah. the recent stuff that has happened in, ooh, not Kenya, uh, the, the big locust plague that mm. they had uh, in like, the last six months. If we could eat locusts. Has there been, a, has been another then... locust swarm? Or No, Yemen, sorry. Yemen. In the Yemen, yeah. Probably a few places, to be honest. Wow. If we could eat locusts that would solve a lot of problems it'd be like a fire sale yeah fire everyone sale. would be going mad out there they would just be like yes fried locust are there any spiders that eat locusts i assume so there must be there's spiders that eat birds so I yeah assume... there's some yeah not many though i think there's only one or two <laughs> what bird eating spider the bird eating spider yeah yeah <laughs> clues in the name there are even spiders that eat fish Ooh, which is crazy fish you say yeah yeah just out of a 2014 Guardian article, I found that out of 108 species that were in a report, nine of which they injected venom into fish near the water's edge of like, I would imagine freshwater sources and pools or whatever. They would inject a fish and then just feast on it for days after that. It's insane. Like, so they can like semi-aquatic, they can kind of go in the water. But they can even like stand on top of the water and oh, keep yeah, themselves yeah. buoyant. It's mm-hmm. insane, man. I've seen that. It's insane. Do you know if all spiders got together and ate all humans, it'd take them a year um, based on the amount of biomass they eat? Really? But yeah, so it'd only take them a year. Wow. Yeah, well, how long would it take all humans to eat all spiders? Uh, <laughs> we'll show them. Now, I was trying to see how much biomass they consume on a whole and see how much extra biomass would be added into the ecosystems. But then it was like, mm. if they ate us, they'd take a year now. <laughs> That'd be so, so, um, so slowly painful. 
just getting slowly yeah. chomped down on by spiders. Their little mouths. It'd be fun for the spiders, not fun for us. But yeah, it would be painful, wouldn't it? How long do you reckon one human would be eaten by this spider swarm? Spider swarm? Oh, if it's the whole... If there's 8 billion of us. Oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, that's uh, that's just that's an interesting factoid, Danny. Thank did you ever you see the movie Arachnophobia? Uh, yeah, I did. No, I haven't seen that. Did you see the, did you see the movie Eight-Legged Freaks? Oh. No. Oh. Eight-Legged Freaks is a great film. It's just a guy who's a... I think he lives in like a swamp or like a, a wooded area. And he's just like a spider scientist. Um, he ends up he ends up getting killed by one of the spiders, but accidentally fucking they all get out and find some toxic waste and become giant spiders, uh, and Ooh. that just just devastate the town. That sounds amazing. It's the most eighties film. Well, nineties film. <laughs> it's pretty good though. I don't think it was when it was uh, from in the nineties or something. Oh no, early mate, early two thousands. Says two thousand two. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It says hey, spiders feed on an estimated four hundred million or to eight hundred million tons of insects and other pests Jesus. annually. In comparison, all humans consume about 400 million tons in meat and fish so they eat about twice the amount of food we eat per year the maximum range is twice the amount wow is that purely because there's so many more of them just a paper found called spiders eat astrochemical numbers of insects um and it's like an article that's insane if we lost that it would be terrible if we managed to learn to eat that though that'd be good yeah, well, I'm just thinking. I'm picturing right now in my yeah. head the uh, the reason why the arachnids went extinct is because we had the big spider human war, where we just trying to eat each other. That was it. We just have a <laughs> massive eat off. Who could eat the most? That'd be terrifying. They've definitely got the numbers. Yeah, but we've got the brains. Yeah, but then how many could we crush with our foot if there was like loads of them? I mean, we'd get through the numbers quickly, right? Just by sheer size. Except venom. Yeah, venom. Uh, no, actually, I don't like our odds now. Well, yeah, one little black widow could do you in. I've changed my view. Uh, that sounds like a terrible war. Are we allowed shoes? No, you must do it barefoot. Just naked. Naked as the day you were born. Yes, you must do it barefoot. I thought you were asking, can we do it with tunes? <laughs> can we put tunes on, though? <laughs> I've got to be bopping before I kill my spiders, man. <laughs> mate, I've got, my, I've got my memory stick, bro. I've got my memory stick. <laughs> i got to get me bop on, mate. <laughs> Have you listened to my SoundCloud mix? Well. But no, I feel like if we had shoes, we'd be pretty okay. But if it was just mano a mano, naked as. Yeah, that, well, is that, that's that's what it's based yeah. on. It's solely whether or not we developed the skill to build shoes by this point. Before the Great Spider War, we built shoes and then we eradicated all those spiders. <laughs> We couldn't distribute shoes to everyone, so we lost a lot of people in the process. Yeah, yeah only the rich have shoes. <laughs> well, I think um, I think we've covered it. Arachnid human war. Yeah, I think that's the third option that we did not see. First of all, first of all, um, that's how we've got no spiders. Would someone somehow join the arachnids? Do you reckon? <laughs> A double agent. Danny, what's someone that studies arachnids? An interesting guy. Arachnitologist. Yeah, something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. I feel like they would somehow know how to communicate. That's actually not a fact. Pretty precise question to ask me, Mike. (laughs) You are Mr. Zoology. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, I am. But I don't know that. Will you ever be Dr. Zoology? (laughs) Yeah. Then I'll know the name of a spider studier. (laughs) When you become the doctor. (laughs) We'll, We'll just stick with the arachnitologist for now. Sounds like a terrible action man villain. Doctor Zoology. <laughs> Imagine just being a doctor in zoological entomology, so you know the the reason behind every 
name of zoological based term <laughs> wow that'd be very niche entomology zoology is that the full name uh, I think so. Is is entomology? That's the study of words, isn't it? The study of words. Yeah, entomology. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think uh, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> so logically, <key>, entomology. <laughs> so <laughs> spiders are good. I wanna I wanna stress to everyone out listening right now. If you weren't impressed enough by those stats, if you see a spider in your house, like Matt here, you know, get a piece of paper relocate it relocate it and relocate it again don't put them outside i'm pretty sure put them outside no don't put them outside don't scream like a little girl you know honestly all spiders in the uk harmless that you'll be fine honestly would not worry about it and to our australian viewers i would be right there in a room with you trying to bat a black widow with you i I would not want that i would kill that motherfucker i don't know there'd be quite a lot of things oh my god yeah no so I saw a picture on Reddit of a classic Australia. Someone, someone had just taken a photo of their car, mm. and like it's one of the ones that has kind of like, like half of it is the handle. So like you kind of come underneath with your hand, and, and there's just a spot like a fat spider in it. That is just my oh life no, I would burn yeah. the car. Putting your hand in there that would really ruin your day. Oh okay, let's let's move mm. on from spiders. For the third time, let us move on. Let us <laughs> let us proceed. Yeah, may a whacking a little bubble sound, like a little while we're going underwater. Right, so uh, boys, boys, little very simple, nothing, nothing crazy here. Not quite like Macklin destroying the earth as always. Classic Macklin. What what would life be if we had gills? What would the world be like? What would we be like? What would what would be occurring if we had gills? God, that would be yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah. I don't know if I'd like it. Would there be internal gills or external gills? Good question, Danny. A little, little background on gills. Most fish, well, sharks, fish, they work through their, the water enters their mouth and then they have gill filaments gets near their head where the gills actually are and then the water flows over these out through, through the flaps of the gills and that's yeah. how they absorb the oxygen through diffusion they've got like the the blood brain barriers on the filaments yeah. isn't it so that's where the that's where the oxygen's extracted exactly it's very very thin somewhat similar to lungs in the sense you've just got yes. a surface that you you brush something very thin, over very thin high surface area all the classic all the classic gcse biology couldn't find yeah. any biochemistry on it or massive amounts of biochemistry or i couldn't really comprehend no. what i found so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we were basically i'm i'm thinking i'm i'm picturing i'm picturing i'm picturing with you all right all right internal or external we'd have internal ones because external ones i think are more for axolotls and salamanders well f- fun fact yeah. axolotl is a salamander it's just a salamander that's not gone through metamorphosis so uh, mm-hmm. that's the larval stage of a salamander so i'm assuming all salamanders will look like that and then go through metamorphosis turn into a salamander there's just an evolutionary the ex- the evolutionary step. step that the axolotl evolved out of so because you can actually cause the axolotl to go through metamorphosis if oh, you so you can like induce it somehow you can induce it somehow yeah pretty mad so wait what what does this thing look like this axolotl so i've never it's kind of like a bit like a lizard sort of kind of quite pasty like pink coloration a tadpole and a small lizard so it's like it's it's it lives in water um fresh water and it's got limbs it's got the reason it's we're talking about it is because it has external gills so it's got like a little frill mm-hmm. around its what would be neck area to the behind its jaw i'm seeing it i'm seeing it it looks yeah it yeah, looks man, interesting that's... so the frill is like six it looks like weird little ears it might vary in how many they have but i think yeah the the, the image that i can see currently 
of a lava salamander has six also, three on each side. Looks like a character in a Studio Ghibli film. Yeah, it really does. Really cool. It's a, yeah, it's very very alien looking life form. But yeah, so we would I don't think we would have that. Yeah. The external gills work because they're in rivers and fresh water that is kind of flowing. So because the water itself is moving, they can just have the external gills sitting there like yeah. passively getting oxygenated by the water. However, you think is that why is that how they work? Well, like they have to be well, in flowing water. Just from just from looking at it and kind of thinking like that seems to be would make sense you're assuming that's what they've got to do like because they, they yeah, don't yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean they, they don't have a mechanism to push water that or like make water move across their gills manually exactly yeah do they but um so i think maybe this topic opens up a lot of different possible homo variants we'd I straight think. up have to live in the water then wouldn't we we'd, we'd have to be dwelling in bodies of water it's a bit different though because like looking at there's a few pseudoscience theories where they're looking at kind of like the semi-aquatic human kind of thing where because of the land mammals have reduced hair such as like hippos and elephants because they think they spend a lot of time in water so there is this kind of untested theory well hypothesis where we evolved quite close to water somehow which i i've done some further digging and unfortunately i don't think it's right i think we lost our hair because we were sweating so much from long distance running so we had to lose our hair to be able to effectively not overheat but i think in this world where we had gills we would probably be some more similar to that kind of semi-aquatic human kind of we would be kind of inland off land okay so in between a bit more like a crustacean uh yeah like a little mud skipper so like a crab slimy humans flapping around on beaches just like <gasps> so as, far, as far as i'm aware they have gills and then they have ways of storing water inside them when they're like not in water they can just continually splash water or keep the gills moist and extract uh, oxygen from it Ooh, interesting. I, I could imagine mm. doing that as this semi-aquatic human i think that would be a motive that would be how we'd how long how long can they survive on their water stores oh i i'm not really sure i have got i've got another fun fact about oh, okay. gills before we talk about humans having them about woodlouse having gills because they breathe they live entirely on land and they still have gills they're a crustacean wow yeah Together, they do look very similar to trilobites don't they yeah they so. do why exactly do they have yeah gills, because they though? yeah they just do you know i want not, not to say they're ancestral but they just evolved from organisms that lived in the ocean they developed a way of life out external from that but they just didn't evolve lungs they've got gills it, it needs to be covered in a thin layer of water to live well work well but they've got they excrete a liquid that they put over the top of it as well trying to find actual specific names and evidence for all this is difficult well yeah because you, you you need that water for the oxygen to diffuse into like, like how our lungs have water so they would have to moisten their gills yeah yeah for sure to be able to extract the oxygen from the air well i was just going to ask like could we be almost like the wood lice wood louse wood louses wood louse eye i'm going to go with that one the wood leaves. are we going to be like wood louse eye in how we could maybe shed the need to be in water and just be more moister humans moisty slimy humans well this is what i thought like if we uh, ideally if we wanted it to the most efficient or the most beneficial we'd just get a set of lungs on our neck um not a set of lungs a set of gills on our <laughs> neck and still <laughs> set of lungs on our <laughs> neck mate it'd be grand just yeah just, just be able to proper gassy boy <laughs> just being able to switch between using our lungs and breathing on land and then we, we can close our 
our lungs off and just breathe the same way as fish mm-hmm. do and like take water into our mouth pass it over our gills so we could just ha- have both rather than having to develop separate mechanisms i think it'd be the the best to have i was i was thinking that maybe possibly like dolphins and whales they have swim bladders as i'm sure you're well aware danny and they basically are just full of air there's these sacks that are in the, like, the center of mass that are full of air and i was thinking that possibly we could use our lungs as that our lungs could work multi, oh, yeah. have multifunctional so on land the lungs are lungs but then when we're in the sea they could act as this swim bladder yeah that's a sick idea and that's a good like, idea really yeah. Interesting, <laughs> yeah really interesting how um fish in that actually fill their swim bladder with air because obviously in the water they can't get there's there's no gas there they're basically the all the capillaries and arteries near the swim bladder they can basically acidify their blood with co2 which then causes a concentration gradient which then causes the oxygen to diffuse into the swim bladder and i thought that was absolutely mental wow if that that probably doesn't mean anything to you macklin but <laughs> it was well, a conversion yeah. happening like is it almost automatic is it something like can they sense the change in mm-hmm. environment and then that just happens probably probably some kind of homeostasis in fish that's insane that's, it is so yeah do you know that um sharks don't have a swim bladder so they don't use that to be buoyant do they not what do they do they're just badass what do they use it says they sharks on the other hand don't have a swim bladder instead they rely on generated on lift generated by their large pectoral fins much like the way oh. an airplane's wing provide lift in the air oh they're so cool wow shark scene is one of the most interesting marine adaptations it's so cool but actually matt i like your idea but i want to have big pectorals as this new human species so let's let's go for the let's go for the shark lifter well, okay <laughs> See, this this is what I was then thinking. What different adaptations would humans have? Because looking at well, whales, dolphins, seals, all other kind of marine mammals, they have blubber, fat, big fat stores underneath their skin, and some. Well, I told you this earlier, Macklin, but some seals can have half of their body weight in fat. So, I think that's grim. Homo, whatever this mate, we'd be chonky. We'd be some chonky. I mean, the current state of the world, I think a few people would would be okay, suddenly becoming aquatic. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, the amount of blubber, like they're saying, on some like whales, it can be several feet thick. This layer of blubber. So uh, that's just oh, I don't know. Because because we need to, we need we need to be able to adapt to the kind of the cold oceans. Below a thousand feet, it suddenly drops to about four four degrees so about the pressure as well we, we'd be terrible oh. we were not built to stay in the ocean for that long either i imagine our skin would do something weird we get all wrinkly we'd definitely be coastal species yeah if we were in the ocean for too long though would our like the consistency of the water in our body just not get an extra bit salty and it just change our epidermal layer would like our skin layer just be a bit weird because it'd have an extra like density of salt in it so we'd have this what say like three inches of blubber but then we'd also just be wrinkly so it'd be this wrinkly ball of fat <laughs> but we'd be able to breathe underwater so oh wow i think it'd be all right i'm just imagining like really really big ankles <laughs> and like disgusting kind of things going on there not nice well yeah. i don't know i don't know if you ever looked at like in what movies or like tv shows where they find 
dead bodies that have been in water for a long time. But they definitely go pretty. Oh yeah, bloated. Pretty bloated. So yeah. I think it, I'm kind of getting quite a uh, returned human being at the moment. Would we still have the same physiology? Like, okay, so we're talking about the swim bladder. That's that's what it is, right? And all these other kind of mechanisms that our body would have. But would we still have arms like we would now? Would we have thinned um, limbs, like our fingers and feet? I don't know. Yeah. I think we could maybe have lots of different species. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Oh, so you could have some people with external gills as well? Yeah, or maybe like you could have, if you want your pectoral fins, your badass wings... There could be a subspecies <laughs> of human where yeah. we were in the deep sea, not deep sea, but the open ocean, and we had instead of arms, we'd develop like fleshy, fleshy fins. Well, what if we didn't evolve from apes? We evolved from some sort of fish species. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe like in a, over a million years, we just spent so much time in the water. Yeah. Or shout out to what yeah. what, what season was it? No, what episode was it? Two or three? Where you talked about being able to breed with any animal. I think that was yeah. episode two. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe if we if yeah. we were more of a coastal kind of shallow water species, we'd probably still look pretty much as we are now because we could flit in and out of land and sea. I just, how would we compete against the sharks of the world and like? We'd be shit. Yeah, we wouldn't. I think do we'd, very yeah, well, we'd have to maybe I like think. stick to the um, stick to the coral reefs and stuff, much like what an octopus or something does, kind of. Get all sneaky, sneaky. Right. I'd kind of still want to be on land, me. So I just like have a house, but have a pool as well. <laughs> so like when I'm feeling a bit dry, just get in the pool, <laughs> breathe for a bit, and then come out. And I reckon like do you know the way mammals can hold the breath uh, while they dive down into the water. We could do yeah. the same, but we could do it on on land because like we're built to be on land. So we could just develop mechanisms where we just we only need to go in water every now and again, take one big breath, and then get back out, yeah. go about our day. You know. Do you think we would do big house shares? What pool shares? Yeah, like if well, we would just share like house share and then get the pools mm-hmm. going on. Like I'm going back into factionalism. We we, we do this a lot. I mean, you're, we're coming up with different species of human with gills. I guess it would be tribes that would develop the communal pool on land, and then you you know where you're going, and you know your family members are there, your friends are there, you're chilling, everyone's good. This is our pool. This is our water. You don't belong here. You're not from this pool. This is our pool. Hey, Tony. Tony, do you know this little <laughs> fucking rat? You do not have the pool permit. Get out of here. <laughs> How would you like keep the pool oxygenated? Like, surely if everyone was using like a, a pool that didn't replace, like a, not a stream or a river, like a, an isolated body of water, a, very, a pretty small one, when you breathe, are you removing oxygen from the water? Yeah, so you'd probably have to have one of the lower class humans to just be there with a big straw like blowing bubbles they'd be on the corner of the pool just, going, <laughs> just blowing bubbles into the pool <laughs> now i reckon there'd probably be some kind of tablet some kind of tablet to like reactionate i have no right. idea uh, it's just a question that okay well i think i think the more fun side of this is imagine just we could have like aquariums but for humans so like rather than having that sounds <laughs> awful no no as in like no no it's that not just sounds like that's like say imagine having like a, a museum of people at the moment. No, 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 no. That? <laughs> Let's have a human zoo. <laughs> like undiscovered tribes. Let's put them in a zoo somewhere. See how ancient man used to live. Yeah. No, no, no. You got the wrong end of the stick. That's terrible. I'm more like. You know what do you mean? <laughs> a water park, but like it is an aquarium. That's what we could have. So you're saying like a holiday home where it was just one big aquarium? Yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be sick. Like, like wacky warehouse or like an indoor fun park Literally, of some description. Yeah. It's just like level on top of level of aquarium goodness. <laughs> yeah. That'd be sick to be fair. Opening ideas for water rapids or like water-based theme parks. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you know uh, Lazy Rivers that are currently in water parks now? Yeah, Imagine yeah, for that, sure. But it's just like the scene, the scene from Finding Nemo where they meet Crash and whatever his name is. A crush, mate. Yeah, Crush, crush that's yeah. it. And they're just going for, down like the Gulf Stream. Crush and Squirt. That's it, squirt. That would be amazing. Crush and squeak. <laughs> Bubble and squeak. Crush and squirt. That would be this human reality's version of a lot of fun. Or would that be like a motorway? Would it actually just be for like maintenance? Like, oh, we're, we're getting to work. Yeah. Would we get rid of cars or would we just use rivers and... we just use streams and coastal systems. Have you seen those things of how they get um, fish out of dams? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The tubes. It's terrifying. It's like tubes of Future yeah, Barber yeah. where they just like get put in and go, loop, and they literally get like launched. And, not launched, but like it's just like taken through the <laughs> fucking length of tube. It's terrifying. Do they shoot back out into the ocean or something? No, where, into, where are they getting shot? So out of a dam into a, just a safer body of water. It's pretty bad for like skin-based diseases though because they just, they get spread in those tubes. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, imagine, imagine everyone had to go through the same tube. Thousands of people. Rather than like the tube system in You know London, what I mean? It was just actual tubes. <laughs> Think how dirty like roads are. Imagine farting. Would you want roads just like <laughs> rubbed against your body? It was just like roads on organ. Imagine not zipping your jacket up and you just drop all your shit straight away. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> fuck I lost my keys for me reef. I'd never want to get the tube again. No, fuck that. Yeah, what would houses be like? Would we just live just live in like fish tanks? Fish bowls, bro. Everyone's been living in fish tanks. How would a skyscraper work with loads of fish in it? Would you be just developed like water-based buildings? Our entire cities would be massive aquariums. It'd just be yeah, it'd just one massive lake. That's what it would be. Oh, or we could because rather than occupying the ocean, we're like fuck that, we'd rather build water-based shit on land. <laughs> rather than deal with all the sharks and <laughs> terrible squids. Rather than build up, we'd build down. Mm-hmm. I reckon it'd be easier. It would be easy. There must be like the Mariana Trench would be prime real estate to make some really interesting stuff. I guess we got the deepest water in town. I would not want to meet the human that came out of the Mariana Trench. They'd be dense. Have you watched Wait. As Above So Below? As what is that? Say it again. As Above So Below. Yeah, it's about the catacombs in Paris, and there's some weird looking, weird looking humans in that that are deep down in the catacombs. Mad. They look like giant slug people. Is what I'm imagining. This Mariana Trench. <laughs> thing to be looking like with some cankle like skin mm. textures going on oh yeah baby yeah but give me some of them pop marks anyway <laughs> well, um, i think i think we've uh yeah <laughs> you like that <laughs> these uh, disgusting blubber humans to be fair though this reality is confusing as hell like there's so many possibilities i like it danny why don't you take us to the air from sea to air Okay, so my topic is actually, what if we had eagles' eyes? So, eagle eyes are actually way better than humans, I think. Shark horror. Pretty mad, actually. Uh, they're about four or five times better, actually. So in fact, some have been actually estimated up to eight times better. But what that means is something we'd be able to see like five feet away in focus, they'd be able to see like 20 feet away or 25 feet away. So, scale it up. If something's what, if we can see something at 20 feet away, it'd be just as clear to them 100 feet away or 125 feet away. Um, wow. It's mad. They they can see prey up to two miles away. Possible to see prey two miles it away. It is insane. Yeah, when, when you just see them circling, 
circling up above and you're like, how on earth can they even know what's going on? Two miles. It's absolutely crazy. You see them plucking from like fields and things like that from prey that look very similarly colored to the fields and stuff Mm. like that. Like that's insane in itself. So yeah, that's... uh... I would like that feature. I'd like that ability. Yes, please. Sign me up. Well, their uh, their vision will also be a lot crisper because they have a million cones per millimeter in the central fovea, which is just a, a part of the eye, which has That's a lot of coneage. Yeah, and we have about two hundred thousand, so they have five times more than us. So mm-hmm. it's pretty mad. Do you know what c- the cones and the rods are? The f- the photoreceptors in the oh. eye. I have looked into this, but I've completely forgotten. The photoreceptors, rhodopsin. Uh, no, I just know there's cones and rods. So there's oh, phototopic right, sorry, yeah. and scotopic. So like rods, uh, like low light and dark, so they respond to that. And cones have highlight and color, so they respond to that. Yeah, there's less cones than rods. There's like three rods in the human eye per neuron, but then there's one cone. There's one cone cell per neuron. I couldn't find that about the eagle. And that's why the rod cells are yeah, rod cells are ideal for low light conditions that's what gives you that night vision and that's why you need to yeah. eat your carrots because vitamin a is what the neurotransmitter is used it's used in, in rhodopsin so cool. eat your carrots children fun fact about eagle's eyes they actually get a 340 degree range of sight their eyes are 30 degrees from the midline like orientated 30 degrees from the midline so they have a yeah they have a large peripheral vision they use both monocular and binocular vision. So binocular is when you, your two eyes cross over and you focus with like a consensus. So humans have it. So if you cover one eye and point somewhere, then cover the other eye, still pointing, it'll change place. The monocular vision is the periphery when it's just one eye looking. It's pretty mad. So they can have two different images going into their brain at once and they can compute both. Or mm. Isn't that what we do at the moment though? We've got bi- sure. binocular, yeah. So we have a large, yeah. a large crossover of our field of vision, whereas eagles don't, re- not really. Oh, okay. Sorry, I get, I get what you were saying before, Matt. Yeah, yeah it's completely, yeah. completely different. Yeah. So, right, guess what? I weigh about ninety-one kilograms, and a ten-kilogram eagle would have the, the the same size eyeball as me. Oh my god, mate! They, well, they got to fit in all those cells, don't they? Jesus, ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. How tall? How tall is what we're we talking about? A like what, thirty, you know, forty centimeter. Oh, I don't know, mate. Probably ranges. There's probably there's a different view, but yeah. That's pretty big, to be honest. I wouldn't want that sitting in front of me right now. Um, but <laughs> they can be te- big, they, can, they can be bigger than that for sure. Yeah, of course. But then, how big are their brains in comparison to ours? Like, it, obviously, our brains are very like quite big. Uh, I'm not, I'm not in comparison right. to ours. I have no idea. I know they don't have huge Tiny. brains, but um, I have no idea in comparison to ours. Either way, what about if we had this vision? Enough about eagles. What about if people had it? I think the, the need for opticians would be either either eradicated or massively increased. Oh yeah, mate. The way that we treat our eyes in the in the, in the modern world, looking at screens and like being cooped up behind a screen all day, damages your eyes terribly. So I think there would be a massive market to like have an upkeep to have that perfect vision. I think because our lives would be so focused around vision because it's so powerful there would be like a lot more of an emphasis on keeping your vision tip top condition i feel true 
if we are still using screens like we do today and we had eagle eye vision, could we like interchangeably use one eye whenever like one's feeling tired or just kind of well, like well, balance it out, do a blink? I was about to say that. We, we sh surely we'd have we'd look different. The shape of our heads would be a bit more eagle like, like our our nose would ridge forward about, push forward a bit, and we'd have uh, an eye either side of the nose or like a bit angled <laughs> outwards. So we get that. So you so you get that range of vision. Uh, I think we need to share a picture to the Instagram or something just to show how frightening some artist <laughs> depictions are of the eagle-eyed human. Well, there was, there was that Snapchat on, or the Snapchat filter or the Instagram filter that was going about I where it changes you into an animal. Well, it changes you to a random one, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure like you could find an eagle. Yeah, no, they were terrifying, they were. It is pretty mad though, isn't it? Mm. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes and there's a very, an art description that I'm currently looking at. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty baffling. The people need to see it. That people need to see they'll it. They'll see it. They'll see it. So basically, like I could use one half of my face and see just about as much as what I see right now. Is that does that work out? Is it how many degrees did you say again, Danny? Three hundred and forty. Uh, Three hundred forty. Uh, we've got one eighty at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, they're really outdoing us, aren't they? Yeah, you could definitely turn your head and see way more than you do now. Oh, That's oh, impressive. Oh, you wouldn't even need to turn your head. You've only got a twenty degree margin that you can't see. So surely you can just tilt your head and see that twenty degree, and then tilt it back. Like you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, that's what I mean. So you need to do a slight tilt, and then you're you're on track to. Like I said, that's just, that's wow. the peripheral vision. So they've got a small cone in front of them that were like that's the um, binocular visions just a little bit in front of them where they've got both eyes crossing over, and I think that's where they can see really far. Like that's where the crispness aligns. Mm. Like, like that's the focal point. That's where they see everything crisp and clear. Yeah, no, I think this would it would be really weird. Imagine advertising because you could see for so far. I feel like you could have either massive billboards in the middle of nowhere where people could just see them and they look yeah. like ordinary size <laughs> or there would just be tiny little like computer screen size billboards with like font size four where because obviously we could see for so far i think the shape of glasses would be completely different they'd have to wrap around your head i was thinking that yeah they'd be like goggles <laughs> I don't really know how that would work. Would it be like rubber glasses? Because you have to have it wrap around your head somehow. Like you'd have to have like rubberized. What do you call this bit of the glasses? Like oh, the the ridge, the middle bit. Nose. I don't know. The ridge, yeah, the ridge. So you'd need to have some kind of elasticated glass kind of spectacles for that to work out for you. Oh yeah, how are you gonna get it across? I'm just picturing everyone walking around with those speedo round goggles <laughs> you had when you were <laughs> when you were ten years old. Like orange and terrible oh, looking yeah. but you know they're fun they're so goofy yeah i can see that school wouldn't be as fun because do you know back in the day you would do well, i don't know if you're aware of benching where you'd sneak up behind your mate then your other mate would push you you'd like be on all fours behind one person and your mate would push push them yeah, yeah and you'd bench i know them. the act you could not sneak up on anyone everyone would be so hyper aware of their surroundings haha -ha, edgar i saw that one coming you dastard devil <laughs> can't sneak up on me you can't do that to me no 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 <laughs> i think there'll be one kid who's just got his eyes aligned a little bit closer to the front of his head so he's, he's got like a, a wider range of uh, a blind spot and he always gets taken down <laughs> we're already creating terrible scenarios for poor kids of this other alternate reality poor children poor children well kids are mean so kids are cruel the kids are pretty brutal <laughs> I'm going to go back to eagles because obviously eagles can move so much quicker than us because, you know, they can fly through the air and all that general jazzy stuff. 
that must affect their kind of depth perception compared to us. Do you kind of understand what I mean? Like, I can see five foot away from me, but if I have the vision, then everything's going to be like... Yeah, so this leads on to how muscular Eagle's eye is. Right. It's pretty difficult to fully understand. Yeah, it's 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 wrapping around my brain, and I'm not... I, I just can't imagine that. In front of the eye, like, the front of the where the light enters into the eye into the lens of the eye they've got like a big aqueous body so like a sack of fluid which allows the light entering the eye to diffract and just change in a different way and they've also got more muscularized than us just so they can contract and change the shape of it a little bit more to allow for the change in depth perception or the ability to like control the way the light enters the eye right um, okay i don't want to butcher it so yeah. i'm but because i'm not fully yeah so it's to do one. with their internal processing of light that that's not so much of an issue. It seems a bit more technical in terms of the movements of the eye and how it works. Okay. In terms of in terms of focusing because it has such a, a larger range. I was reading a book a while ago that said they can you know where we need to have light cross at a certain point in the back of our eye and that's how we process it. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't remember what the bird was, but I knew that they could change the focal point of where, where the light was being. Uh, hit or went went when it in the rise so it, there was like one for close quarters and one for far away so like it could decide when it wanted to see far away or when it wanted to see close up it's like whenever you have a game with binoculars and then you can just <laughs> dial it in and out just like, hold l2 yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say if they had the same system as we have with our eyes the amount of deforming and misshaping they'd have to make the lens to adjust for that massive disparity between five foot and two miles it's madness isn't it saying that a 10 kilogram eagle has the same size eyes as you how ridiculously big would our eyes have to be oh i didn't even think <laughs> about that <laughs> yeah mate <laughs> these goggles would take up half your face surely if you take it that way what 91 kilograms you do it times nine kilograms, it, then. yeah it'd be, it'd be nine times bigger i guess it would depend on how big the eagle's eye is to relative to its body at the moment <laughs> But I think that pillar based on weight's wrong, though. I think so. Actually, their eyes weigh more than their brain combined or individually. So our our eyes will weigh more than our brain. Got that written down for some reason, <laughs> have, mate. Again, we're going back. We'd have very very strong necks. Do you reckon we'd sacrifice some other? Well, going back to last episode, would we sacrifice maybe our our olfactory system to accommodate for the amount of sensory overload that our eyes would the amount be. of vision we can see i don't know yeah the amount, of, the amount of mental processing that would take not as many evolutionary points to evolve yeah. into other systems <laughs> yeah. damn yeah we would just have no nose it'd be like Voldemort <laughs> with massive eyes the, the way eagles develop the ridge so they have to like accommodate more space in their eyes that's why mm. the head's a bit prodded forward so and they've got a ridge to protect their eyes from like uh, feathers and stuff growing in them also pretty funny eagles when they're juvenile, so when they're younger, the eyes aren't fully developed. So they, the way they see things, they they haven't taken refraction into account yet, cause just because they're still in development. So they can't hunt through water. They can't like, hit the fish. They're just off target until they grow. Oh, so wow. they can't calibrate. Oh, yeah, they wow. just they haven't developed the, the perception for refraction yet, <laughs> in the juvenile stages. So they just like hit the water and miss the fish, or like they're frequently seen taking dead fish off the top of water and like eating that instead. <laughs> and then you have the adults just laughing in the background, like ha ha, they don't know it yet. You fucking dumbass! There's a fish right next to you. You didn't even see it. <laughs> what are you a kid or something? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a kid. I'm only six months old. 
dumbass. Uh, loser. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, imagine that you never look, never look you in the eyes again. You have to be two miles away. He's <laughs> 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 so far away. It's pretty difficult, yeah. That's a restraining order. That would actually be the changing nature of restraining orders in this world. Yeah. I never want to see you again. <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah. Oh, I see you. I see you. You just came 1.9 miles in. Screw you. <laughs> oh, you're in my radius. <laughs> Get out of here. Wait, imagine, imagine how big concerts could be. Imagine Ooh. the size of like a concert oh, or kind of shows or things like that because you could be so far away. Mate, the cinema would be so good. Oh my god! Yeah, it'd be like a, a thousand-person cinema. But then we would need to we would need to find a way to bring the audio all around a big kind of distance, wouldn't we? If, um, if we're if we're standing two miles away, we need to somehow have the audio come at us. Personalized How? speakers, Bluetooth, bro. Yeah, yeah like radio. Bluetooth. We're going old school with this radio waves. Just beam it into my head. I would like that. You could have a lot of interesting stuff going on. I guess we would have a lot more focus on aesthetics if obviously our eyes are the size of, I don't know, what mm. would bowling balls, if we were being zero, no, it actually won't be that big, would it? It'd be more like maybe tennis like balls, maybe. Balls. Ten, yeah, tennis balls, maybe. Yeah. No, they'd be huge. They would be huge. They would be massive. So VFX in this reality, everything that's visual. I think if we currently got Eagle's eyes, uh, they're the same size as our eyes anyway. So, like, realistically, if rather than saying we had to scale up the size of the eyeballs relative to the size of the human, you could just say if we could have eagle's eyes as of right now, the same size eagle's eyes are in an eagle, we could have them and just develop the ability to just be the same size as our eyes anyway. Yeah, I guess I there guess you, you could because their brains are obviously smaller. So let's let's maybe keep to small sized eyes. <laughs> Stupid bird brain. <laughs> If we developed a way to just harvest eagles' eyes and put them in humans and they worked, we'd be like, oh, God, what have we created? We've always been this way. Wait, how come in this textbook you have different kind of eyes? Don't look at the textbooks. They're lying. We've always had these eyes, kids. Why do we have to kill a bird every time a child's born? <laughs> uh, what is that ward in the hospital doing there? That's not fair. I'm in the eagle breeding department. <laughs> Top secret. <laughs> That'd be a grim one. That would be horrendous. You start experimenting with other eyes. You start putting like... Oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, the mantis shrimp eyes. Spider eyes. Oh, no. I, I mean, like, I think yeah. I think you would. If, if it's in terms of just fucking cutting them out and putting them on yours, I think you would because mantis shrimp is tiny. You've got to try and at least try and get away with it. Like having cat's eyes or something. <laughs> Mate, you wouldn't be able to fucking comprehend what's going on. You see three colours. It sees 27 is it 27 something like that, mate? You'd, you'd be constantly tripping sack. It's, it's three, yeah, it's using like ultraviolet and infrared. It's got a trichromatic you know what's eyes. Going mate, what? Honestly, they're ridiculous. Yeah, cat's eyes insane. or dog's eyes because they can see. Well, cat's eyes can see in the dark, can't they? Dogs rely on their olfactory system far more, am I right? Because obviously yeah. they can smell for like, they can smell okay. over the radius of two football pitches or something like that. Yeah, they've got good sniffers, they do. Got big old snozzers, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, it says the mantis strip has anywhere between 12 to 16 different photoreceptors in its mid-band. <laughs> yeah, wow. I love them eyes. You look so freaky-deaky. Compound eyes. Well, yeah, they look bizarre. Uh, I do want to say, though, in terms of dark human behavior, voyeurism would be, like, top, <laughs> top of the ladder. People would just be living up in high-rises, spying just about the place. It'd be, I guess kind of like what birds do now. They just go to a high vantage point. 
I think a lot of people take up archery or like shooting or like long long distance sports. You'd have to develop a really good cross cross and bow, no a bow and arrow or a crossbow. In fairness, you know how at the moment we have a great relationship with dogs. Dogs are man's best friend. Do you yeah. think in this reality where we have eagle eyes, like eagles would be our best friend? Would we have like a special bond? No, nah, fuck that. We wouldn't need them if we got their eyes. <laughs> exactly. We yeah, have fuck them off. So, bro, in this universe, we're killing spiders and eagles. Let's go. You've got to replace human eyes every time. You've got to yeah. breed eagles. It felt like I just left the conversation there because obviously we just had a department in a hospital that was harvesting <laughs> eagle eyes. Yeah, ignore me. Ignore me. Of course not. That's an interesting point. If they're not useful to humans, then they definitely wouldn't evolve with us too much. Should we thread these three topics together? Weave a weird world. Yeah, let's, let's knit this blanket of reality. Yes. Let's have a little recap first, though. We've got Max. So we've got no spiders. No spiders. No spiders whatsoever. Eagles, eyes, and gills. Hey, to be fair, I feel like we've been... Uh, if we're going to be overrun by insects, we've given ourselves some fucking reasonable perks. We've, we can yeah. now see far in the distance and take to the water. It would be a land and water war zone. Like we'd be, It'd be a constant battle of trying to take over the land. Dead fighters on the beaches. Yeah, well, we're I just we're so. just looking from tall vantage points with our mm. rifles and no, but we'd be in the like archery bows. There'd be no, there'd be no spiders, so it just would be there'd be swarms of insects. So I think the way um, like certain insects go through seasons where they just like, breed a lot and then don't and then breed a lot, we'd just be trying to invade the land when we could and trying to fight them off. And oh, them okay, so I was I was talking about Matt's scenario that he brought up earlier that we had the big uh, spider war. Oh no, but there's no humans. spiders though, is it? They're all, all the spiders are dead. So if we had no spiders whatsoever, yeah, we would just be adept at catching insects ourselves. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we've yeah, got a good so advantage. Good. Yeah, you yeah. could spot them crawling on a tree and just be like, I don't know, somehow... Still got still got to walk two miles to get it. No, we would, we would, we'd evolve like a kind of chameleon-esque gun. So like the tongue of chameleon, it like fire. We, uh, so uh, hold on a minute. Not only have we got eagle eyes and gills, we've now developed a, a chameleon s gun, which is a gun you're proposing can reach tw two miles and then bring it towards us. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm imagining these humans walk around with ham radios, and you know everyone just spans across a big old perimeter looking for insects and trees, like Matt said. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I see one right next to you. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I can see it now. I'll go grab it. I, I guess that's how mm. we would do it. We've just taken up the role of the spiders, but just like the humans have <laughs> yeah, fully decided, it's uh, the spiders have gone. It's on us to, 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 take, <laughs> to keep the insects and the food safe. Enemies on the front line of like a, a crop field, just like there's an insect over there. Get him. Keep the food safe. We did this to ourselves. We've got to correct yeah. this wrong and be everybody. Be, be the spider that we need to be. But I think we're, okay. we're forgetting how fat these humans would be. So the human, <laughs> the humans are still really blubbery, but then they've also got they've oh, yeah, got the speedo goggles on. They've got the speedo goggles on to make sure they can a be in the water and b c on land. How would the there. eagle's eyes work in the water? With goggles, with the goggles. But the kids are going to be mm. useless with with the, what we were kind of saying, because you oh, were saying that shit. eagles, <laughs> <laughs> they can't calibrate and they can't see through water. <laughs> That'd be it. There'd be nurseries on land and we're trying to protect the nurseries yeah. from the from the insects because they can't go in the water yet because it's too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> They're children. Get them away from there. God damn it. The, the, the humanity. <laughs> I think we've just blown up the world again for young kids. Finding Nemo would be a completely different film. It'd just be some fucking juvenile. Like, it's just a kid that got in the water and just went on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> just disappeared, yeah. 
He just goes down the Gulf Stream and he's like, oh, this will be fun. This feels really fast. Just keeps, just keeps crashing into things. Rather than a gammy fin, he's got fucking, he's blind to me. He can't see anything. Or he, he, he can see things, but he's just completely, of what he sees, he's just not in the same place. I'm just picturing these children, like in like the aquarium esque water park, just dunk against the glass. It's kind of dunk. Yeah, yeah. Dunk. <laughs> dunk. They'd dunk. only be for adults, wouldn't they? They'd have to be. Yeah. Because that okay, kids couldn't go in there because they'd just be <laughs> fucking baffled. <laughs> they wouldn't know what's going on. Well, would you need like a sprinkler system for the kids section? Just like a, a daily little dosage of water that just hits them. Just keep your gills <laughs> wet, yeah. If they keep, you know, going into glass and not seeing things properly, at least they've got the extra fat protecting them and their organs. <laughs> so, uh, you know. They'll just bounce off of it. You know, silver linings and all. Can't see, but at least I'm safe when I'm crashing into things. <laughs> yeah, the kids will be fine. Scrape their knee, no problem. Got eagle eye vision. Ugh. Can't see through water though. Yeah, no mm. problem. They're fat, they're fat as fuck. I like it. We've made a messed up world again. But the adults, they'll be they'll be climbing through trees, grabbing insects, fulfilling the role of spiders, their long lost <laughs> enemy. Fighting the swarms of insects that the spiders have replaced. No, that have replaced the spiders. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a wrap. I think that's a wrap. Uh, so we've got Instagram, we've got Twitter, we've got Facebook. So if you want to follow us, it's um, WCHB underscore podcast for what could have been. It's the same across all platforms, right? So if you want to support us, follow us on yeah. Spotify and any platform that you listen to us on. Uh, yeah, this has been Danny. This has been Macklin. This has been Matt. What could have been? Beautiful. Beautiful.